the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $10 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Coors Light. Get mountain cold refreshment delivered straight to your door via Drizzly or Instacart by going to coorslight.com slash SGP. That's coorslight.com slash SGP. We're brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. And we're brought to you by StableDuel. StableDuel is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for cash, real real cash prizes. You can win as much as $40,000 with one entry. Head over to StableDuel.com to get started today. And don't forget to download the SGP and app, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Welcome everybody to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Tuesday, the 19th of April, and my name is Malcolm Bamford here with a couple of cronies to take you through the uh, MLB slate for Wednesday evening, uh, Wednesday afternoon, day games as well, I think, tomorrow. Um, and I've got some friends today. Uh, I flew solo on Sunday night. Uh, somebody left the keys uh, in the MLB bandwagon and let me have a little ride around the block by myself. Um, but tonight they've uh, they've got the reins back on me. Uh, first up, um, Moonaf Manji from Houston, Texas. Moonaf, hi, how are you? I'm doing well. I don't know how you got a hold of those keys. I think you kind of stole them out of the car there, but... Uh... <laughs> No, you held it down very well, sir. I was uh, I was glad to tune in and listen to you. You held down the uh, fort for us, and you did an absolutely fantastic job. So uh, I think what you go six and apparently you went six and zero on the picks that you gave out. Well, I saw someone had posted that, and yeah. I'm not sure if they listen. They might have got me confused with somebody else. There were some <laughs> game. There were, <laughs> I know that's the when I was the only one on the podcast. Um, there were some games rained out. Um, so I think I went four and two on my tally side picks. Okay. That doesn't necessarily mean, because I gave out some first five unders and stuff. Um, but yeah, I did okay, you know. Uh, the first game today was the early game that um, Minnesota turned over your Boston Red Sox. So I know you were uh, you were rankling <laughs> that a little bit with me. But um, yeah, I did have the feel of a naughty schoolboy when I was there uh, in the first five minutes of the podcast. I was having to um, try my very best not to cause any mischief. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed it. It was good fun and it proved that we can do it. So, uh, we will keep this content churning out whenever possible. Uh, also joining me uh, from, I reckon he's in Maryland now, uh, Mr. Dylan Rockford. Dylan, how are you doing? Hey, what's going on, Malcolm? Munaf, good to be with you guys. And yeah, I'm back in Maryland. And I think after going 4-2, four and, four and 6-0, and and oh, whatever it is, it's going to be a tough uh, following because I've been struggling right now. Well, yeah, that uh, the the ten and zero heater from last week. If you regress back to the mead, is that what's going on? Yeah, yeah, it, you could say that. Yeah. Oh dear. Uh, well, we'll get back <laughs> on the horse tonight. Um, bit of a bit of an epic day today. There were three rainouts today, so we've got a couple of double headers uh, that are in progress today. So they they're left over. Um, from my picks on Sunday night, but then I think you boys handicapped those games last night as well. Uh, the Diamondbacks and the Nationals and the Mets and the Giants uh, playing in double headers. But we've got 
I think it's a 15-game slate uh, tomorrow for Wednesday. So, yeah, looking forward to getting into it. Um, both you boys should be in good spirits because the final whistle's just gone on Liverpool. Trounce in Manchester United, four goals to zero. Uh, happy days from you two plastic Liverpool fans. Yes. Yeah, this was... Uh, we're, I know we're talking offline about it, Malcolm, and it almost seems like it was just practice out there for them. It, it was just way too easy in the first half. But as of to right now, they are uh, leading... Uh, for the title, but uh, man, Manchester City plays tomorrow, I believe, against uh, I think it was what BNH tomorrow, so that should be a victory for them. But yeah, it's gonna be a tight race down the stretch, it's gonna be a lot of fun to watch. The cup semi final on Saturday, the Liverpool Manchester City game, I'd backed 3 3 draw of 40 to 1. Uh, Liverpool won 3 2. Yeah, I know a man City had three or four chances in injury time. I was jumping around on the edge of the sofa, hoping for that equaliser for a for a jackpot payday, but wasn't to be. I didn't quite hit the 40 to one book. Um, but yeah, let's keep grinding these baseball uh games and let's have a little look. I will just get the MLB page up. Uh we like to go chronologically here. Uh so tomorrow the first game is a 6:40 p.m. Um, that's 6.40 p.m. my time. No, 1.40. Yes, yeah, 6.40 to me. Why why does everything have to be on on your time scale? (laughs) (laughs) Selfish, Dylan. Um, Sorry. Yeah, do you know what? I was filling in time until the page loaded. Right, the Pirates v. the Brewers uh, is a 1.40 p.m. Eastern time first pitch. Uh, Mitch Keller goes for Pittsburgh. Brandon Woodruff goes for Milwaukee. We have lines of Pittsburgh are the two to one underdogs. Uh, Milwaukee a minus two fifty, uh, one of the shortest prices we've seen so far this season. Uh, the overall under is set at eight. Uh, we will let seniority take preference here. Moonaf lead us off. Pittsburgh at the Brewers. Yeah, like you mentioned, Mitch Keller on the mound for the Pirates here. Uh, a bit of a rough start for him in his first two starts. Uh, first one was against the St. Louis Cardinals, and the second was against the Nationals. Allowed four earned runs in both of those starts so far. Um, it didn't make it past the fourth inning either. So, um, but yeah, a bit of a rough start here. He has a ERA of 9.39, a whip of 2.35. He has faced the uh, Brewers once in his career last season on August 14th. Um, and in that game, he went four and a third inning, gave up nine hits, two earned runs as well. And then, like you mentioned, Brendan Woodruff on the mound. A rough first outing against the Cubs. Uh, I believe that was opening day or the weekend there um, in, in Chicago. Rough start for sure in that game for him, but he bounced back very nicely against the Cardinals. He went five innings of shutout baseball, allowed three hits. Um, and then he does have a handful of starts against the Pirates throughout his career. Four and two overall, 4.21 ERA, 53 strikeouts, and 10 appearances. Um, but as of late, he's given up um, two in his last start uh, last season. Then prior to that, he gave up four earned runs against the uh, Pirates. So, um, you know, kind of looking at Mitch Keller's numbers here, I'm not impressed with his pitching staff for the Pirates. Uh, if anything, I would lean towards the run line on the um, brain. Uh, sorry, on oh, yeah, Brandon Woodruff in the first five innings, and also take a look at Brewers' uh, first five innings team total as well in this game. Yeah, it's it's pretty hard to get away from uh, Milwaukee at this point. Uh, anyone who's uh, fairly new to this podcast, uh, Dylan Rockford can um, he, he puts up his own numbers uh, over, under, etc. cetera. Uh, so, Dylan, give us a little steer on how accurate they think the books have got this one. 
Yeah, I set my total at an 8.2, so some value there. But uh, I, I like Munoff's play in the first five run line with the Brewers. I'm actually just going to go full game minus the one and a half. I got it at a minus 120. Uh, so at a minus 128 or lower, I like that. Uh, you you got to fade Mitch Keller on the road. I think he's been off to a really bad start, 0-2, and he's yet to reach the fifth inning in both of his starts. So I think he's going to have a tough time against uh, the Brewers, who their bats, we've uh, we've been making fun of them these past few days, but they've been coming alive. Christian Yell just had a grand slam yesterday, so it's good to see him turning around. So I think the bats continue, and – the Brewers, they've, they've scored six runs in each of their last two games, so I think their bats continue. I'll take the Brewers on the run line here. Oh, yeah, well, that was exactly the pick that I've got to, Dylan, as well. Brewers on the run line. Um, really, it's only Woodruff's, Woodruff's first start that's skewing um, his his start line. And yeah. his second start against St. Louis was much more like it, uh, and that's the Woodruff we're going to see. I think, I think he can be relied upon uh, at home to put out another... Another solid performance, um, and yeah, more more times than not, uh, Milwaukee are going to be at least um, a run and a half better than the Pirates. So yeah, Brewers on the run line for me. So yeah, uh, not a, fair, a fairly straightforward handicap. We we can't always come up with something crazy and original on every game, but um, there's nothing there's nothing um, not to be liked about picking a winner, whatever it is. So yeah, we'll take the Brewers the run line uh, and Moon off on the first five two. Um, next up, we have the. White Sox at the Guardians. We got a double header for that tomorrow. Yeah, it yeah. got canceled today. I feel like, yeah, ah, we, okay. All ah, right. Yeah. Probably right. go past this game, Malcolm, because I feel like we talked about I think you probably talked about it on Monday and then we talked about it yesterday as well. And it just keeps yeah, on getting it's the same handicap. matchup. Yeah, it's the same matchup. It keeps it keeps I on getting postponed. Jimmy Lambert and Tristan McKenzie. Is that the game? Did you handicap Keikel and Bieber? I think we did yesterday, yeah. right, Dylan? Yeah, we did. Okay. Uh, I handicapped Lambert and McKenzie, so uh, we can either go through that or we can completely leave that. Moving off, did you did you get to that game or not? Uh, for which one, the Keiko and Bieber? Uh, uh, no, Lambert and McKenzie. I, I, we touched That's on Lambert tomorrow. Yeah, we touched on Lambert yesterday. Um, I don't. I think they cha- the Guardians changed the pitcher to Tristan McKenzie, or if he was going to be the starter here. But um, if you want to go through that, or if you just want to kind of go back in order again, it's really up to you. Yeah. Okay. Um. And like I said, there's no there's no lines up um for that either. So okay. uh, not much to add. Um. If if we do land on anything, I'm sure we can, we'll post it out on Twitter, etc. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, we can skip past that one. Um. We'll go to the Phillies and the Rockies, which is a three ten Eastern first pitch. Zach Eflin, uh, right handed pitcher, goes for Philadelphia, and Herman Marquez, another righty, is on the hill for Colorado. The lines are Philly minus one oh five. Colorado minus 115. The over or under is set at a high 11 and a half. Uh, Dylan will let you take the lead for this one. Philly to Colorado. Yeah, I like the under 11 and a half in this game. I only set my line at a 9.6. So here at the opening of 11 and a half, I think there's great value here. Colorado has gone under this number four out their last five games. Phillies, they've gone under this number three of their last five games. I, I just think we've gone a little too high this far. 
Uh, I like Marquez. Uh, he had a nice outing against the Dodgers going seven innings, only giving up one run. I think he'll have success at home against the Phillies, who they've been struggling to bat. As good of a lineup as they've had, they have been uh, having trouble scoring some runs. So I think it continues. I'll dive under 11 and a half. Okie doke. Um, yeah, uh, Zach Efton's started two games uh, for the Phillies. Um at Miami last time, he pitched four innings, six hits, four earned runs. Um, Marquez, he's been going okay, uh, 3.97 ERA, but he, he did give up 10 hits last time out against the, the Cubs. I think what, what you saw last time out with Zach Eflin is exactly who he is. Um, he's had back-to-back road starts, um, and I'm just happy to fade him. Um, Marquez last season had a, his ERA at home was 1.7 uh, points better than his road ERA, which is a huge uh, it's a huge difference in the splits. Um, Philly on the road are one and four this season, so they've been struggling a little bit little bit on the road. Um, Colorado are five and three at home and hovering around um, just slightly under even money. Um, we've talked on the pod before about taking Colorado on the. Uh, at home. Money line when they're mm-hmm. at home, um, so I was just happy to follow that again. It's, it's done us fine in the past. I didn't see, I didn't see a reason to change it with with Marquez being decent uh, at Coors Field and the Phillies struggling on the road. So it was Colorado money line for me. Uh, Moonaf, what did you think? Yeah, similar to what you guys were talking about with Marquez here. I mean, he's had uh, some success against actually the Phillies throughout his career. He's three and one against them with a two point seven five ERA, uh, forty four strikeouts and six appearances last season. Uh, he did face them uh, twice, I believe, and pitched 12 innings, only gave up two earned runs, and both of those starts combined. Um, did have a total of 14 strikeouts in those two starts. So I like uh, Marquez at home. And, you know, we talked about it in the division previews. Uh, I'm going to be backing this Rockies team at home. So uh, let's go with the Rockies here. And, again, Eflin has struggled a little bit on the road, like you guys mentioned. Um, you know, his last start in Miami this season, he went only four innings, allowed four earned runs uh, off of six hits. Um, so I think this is a good spot for the um, for the Rockies here. I do like the under that uh, Dylan mentioned for this game as well. Okie doke. Uh, next up, one of the more interesting uh, games on the slate is the Atlanta Braves at the LA Dodgers, which is a 310 Eastern first pitch. Charlie Morton goes for Atlanta, and Tony Gonsolin uh, goes for the LA Dodgers. Two righties. Uh, the lines are Atlanta plus 130 dogs. Uh, the chalk is the LA Dodgers at minus 150. The overall under is set to nine. Uh, Charlie Morton got a one and one record. Um, but had a bit of a ropey start last time out. His first start was good. Um, last time out, gave up nine hits and five earned runs uh, in five innings pitched. Um, generally, I think that's got to be the outlier. Morton is uh, Mr. Reliable, pretty much. Um, Tony Gonsolin has a 1.29 ERA through two games started. He's only pitched three innings and then four innings, so hasn't been going deep into games. Um I know the Dodgers have won seven in a row coming into tonight, uh, so they have got a game this evening. Um, but I just thought, I thought you could rely on Morton to bounce back here. I'm not sure I trust Gonsolin as much. Uh, and I thought the Braves on the money line at plus 130 
I thought they were a live dog. The Dodgers aren't going to keep winning. Uh, and I do like Charlie Morton a lot. Um, I think you can put a line through that last start and Morton on the on the money line for Atlanta, plus 130 for me. Uh, Dylan? Uh, yeah, nothing here I really liked in this game. I made my total 8.8, so really no value here for me on the total. I did make the yeah. Dodgers a small favorite at a minus 122. At a minus 130, it's a little off my reach. So I would agree with you, Malcolm. I do think there is some value with the Braves. I think I know they've been kind of up and down to start the season, but I think there is some value with Charlie Moore, and I think you could rely on him to have a good game, have a bounce back. I think you could keep him close, especially maybe in the first five. So maybe look for first five plus a half with the Braves, but a slight lean to the Braves in this one for me as well. Uh, so Braves, Braves, Moonaf, is it, is it a hat trick from you? Yeah, I, I think that one thing I did want to point out about Tony Gonsolin here is that so far for his season, I know he has an ERA of 1.29, but if you look at his whip, it's, it's actually 1.71, which kind of means that he's given up the hits, but yeah. those, those runners aren't really scoring in his start. So maybe this might be a game where the Braves are actually able to bring those runners in the guys that are getting stranded on bases in a start. So, um, you know, kind of looking at his stats, that was some one thing that really stuck out to me here. So if the Braves are able to get to him early, um, I think that yeah, you guys are right that, you know, Braves do have some value here with him on the mound and Charlie Morton, we know uncle Charlie, he's reliable. Um, you know, last season, against the Dodgers. He did go 11 innings, did allow three earned runs in that span. But I think this might be a spot where they say the Dodgers do win tonight as well, that the Braves come back and, you know, probably get one of these games in the series. So I think tomorrow's a good spot for them to back him with Charlie Morton on the mound. So I'll go with, um, I'll go with the Braves with you guys, make it unanimous. Love it. Three for three then. There you go. Fill your boots on the Atlanta Braves tomorrow. Uh, The place to do it uh, is with the title sponsor of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, which is WinBet, uh, currently running a $10 to win $200 promotion, where a ton dollar bet qualifies you for up to 200 bucks in free bets. Plus, the WinBet Casino is offering a 100% deposit bonus up to 1,000 bucks. Of course, don't forget to get involved in their same game parlays with Win's own Build Your Bet feature. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com to get started. Offer subject to change, terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Okay, next up is the Cincinnati Reds at the San Diego Padres. It is a 4-10 Eastern first pitch. It is Vladimir Gutierrez uh, for Cincinnati. And Mackenzie Go goes for San Diego. Uh, interesting name for this coming season. Uh, Moonaf, tell us about this one. Oh, sorry, I'll tell you the lines. I'll give you the lines. Uh, Cincy plus 140. Uh, San Diego minus 160. The over under is set at nine. Uh, Moonaf, tell us now. Why? Well, I have a question. Why did your ears kind of perk up when you said Mackenzie Gore? Is, <laughs> have, is there something that you need to tell us? Uh, no, I'm interested in <laughs> He's an interesting fella. No, I'm a, just um, <laughs> <laughs> How could you see my ears prick up underneath my headphones, Muna? I, j- I just know you from the for the two seasons that we've been doing this now. I can I can tell when you get excited about a pitcher. So let, let's start with the okay, Reds. Yeah. <laughs> let's start with the Reds pitcher here. 
Um, Vladimir Gutierrez, like you mentioned, two starts so far for the Cincinnati Reds. Hasn't made it past or hasn't made it to the fifth inning yet in both of his starts. He's given up at least two earned runs uh, so far this season. Um, And then on the other side, like you mentioned, McKenzie Gore is going to get the start as well. For the Padres, uh, five and a third inning in his first start. uh, Gave up two earned runs. Um, the whip was at 0.94, which means he probably gave up a, uh, yeah, I gave up a long ball and also had two walks in that game. So, um, I kind of do like the Padres here. I, I don't trust his Reds pitching staff at all. I think this might be a game where you just kind of want to continue taking the, the Padres on the run line and, and, and just beating up on a bad team. I mean, there's no better way to put it so far. Uh, it seems like that Gutierrez has two starts so far. Uh, or two appearances against the Padres in his career back in last season, which were both in June. And in five innings, he gave up five earned runs. And then in the four and a third inning, the following 10 days later, he gave up six earned runs. So not a player that I want to get behind. I'll probably look at the run line uh, for the Padres in this game at minus, I think, was it, would you, uh, was it plus 125, Malcolm? For the run mm-hmm. line for the Padres? The... Yeah. Uh, That's what Yeah. Uh, plus one thirty. I've got. Yeah, I would probably I would take that as a bet here for this game. Uh, Dylan. Yeah, I was telling you guys before we started recording that I think we just got to fade the Rays, uh, the Reds, excuse me, until they show that they can consistently score runs every night because I think this is one of the worst teams in the league. Uh, I do see value with Munaf on the Padres on the run line. If you're able to get anything over a plus one twenty, I think that's a great play there. I'm going to be on the under, though. Under, I got it at nine. Uh, the Reds have only scored five runs in one game out of their last nine. And for San Diego, they're winning uh, their games, but they're only they've only gone over this number one out of their last six games. So I think we see a low scoring games. I think the Padres win comfortably four one five one. So give me the under nine in this one. Um, yeah, I, I couldn't find a bet for this. I think um, Gutierrez, as much as his numbers are particularly glamorous, I think he's got a bit of a bad press because he's had two tricky starts. He's had two road games um, at the Dodgers and the Braves. Uh, two were probably the best three or four lineups uh, in the game. Uh, yeah, he's given up 11, 11 hits uh, in eight innings and five in runs. So the, the stat line isn't horrible, um, but he's not getting much help with the schedule. Um and this is another tricky one at the Padres. Uh, the Reds are two and nine. They've lost seven in a row. Uh, they are one and nine in their last ten games. So there's nothing to recommend this, uh, the Reds. So yeah, the, the two ways to do it are the two ways that you two have mentioned. You either take the Padres to win uh, on the run line, or you, or you do take the, the the unders because San Diego haven't scored an awful lot of runs. They've scored forty nine runs in their 12 games, which is, what, 4.08, something like that. I love maths. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, yeah, um, I think, yeah, the, I would could just co-sign either of your either of your two picks, and I don't need to put one of my own in there. Uh, but like I say, I, I wouldn't write off Gutierrez. I think he's capable of putting up a decent start. It, there'll, there'll be better days for Vlad Gutierrez. So uh, we'll, we'll find a home game for him against some softer opposition. Uh, and we'll give you a chance, Vlad, in a couple of weeks. Don't worry. So, uh, next up is a six forty Eastern uh, first pitch, which is the LA Angels and the Houston Astros. Um, Shohei Otani uh, goes for the LA Angels. Jake Odorizzi goes for the Houston Astros. The lines are 
LA Angels, minus 125 favourites. Uh, Houston, plus 105. And the overall under is eight and a half. Dylan, you can lead us off here. Uh, yeah, this is a wait and see for me until the odds continue to come in on the Angels. I feel like everyone's going to be on Otani here. And if I'm able to get a plus 110 with the Astros, I feel like I'm going to be on them. Otani, he hasn't looked good, looked too good to start the season. His last start against the Astros, uh, they were missing a few players, which is why I think he got the win. I think this time will be different. He has yet to finish four innings in both of his starts, and he's given up some hard contact as well. I think Odorizzi, he'll have another solid outing against the Angels. And especially Trout's still out. Redone, he's still questionable. So if those two guys, they're out, it's a wait and see. But I imagine I'd be on the Astros at a plus price here. Uh, Munaf, what do you think of that then? Dylan's gone against your hometown Astros. No, uh, echoing everything Dylan said here, but I think the one thing that we've kind of talked about with Otani is that, you know, back him at home and fade him on the road. And last season, three and two on the road, but he had an ERA of 5.02. And that, you know, the struggles, at least at least in one start, I know it's a small sample this season, um, you know, he got hit against the Dodge, uh, sorry, against the uh, Texas Rangers. In his last start, he only went, like Dylan said, uh, three and two-thirds of an inning, gave up six earned runs in that span. So um, you know, I think we talked about this last time we were talking about Otani, that people are going to see that plus price or, or yeah. that my short price of a favorite on him. Um, I'll, I will be on the uh, Astros in this game as well. And Odorizzi has been, you know, he's he, he's been good against the uh, Angel in his one start this season. He did go four innings, gave up two earned runs. So possibly... A couple ways you can attack this is probably take first five on the Astros um, uh, money line, or if you want to take the full game money line, and also take a look at the Astros uh, team total in this game as well. That's kind of, kind of a couple of plays I do like in this game. Um, everything to me here pointed towards the over, the eight and a half. Um, yeah, I agree with that too. Two pitchers with virtually yeah. identical stat lines. They both pitched 8.1 innings, uh, given up. Uh, 16 hits and 14 hits, seven earned runs and six earned runs. Um, also, this is the second time that Houston have seen Otani in a week. Um, so they'll kind of uh, be ready for him. And I've, I've written Jake Odorizzi sucks on my notes as well, which is in the in-depth <laughs> analysis that we're all here for. Um, Houston came to life. I took the under as my lock on my solo pod the, uh, for last night's game. And... Um, I, do you know what? I didn't factor in the sort of the opening day. I didn't realise it was Houston's yeah. home opener. Mm-hmm. And we seem to be that far into the season. I didn't realise they hadn't had a homestand yet. I just think um, both teams will hit. Uh, you've got two good lineups and two pitchers with big question marks about them. Uh, so I thought nine runs was a total that we could get to. Uh, next up, 640 again. Cardinals. And the Marlins. Um, now I've got a TBD for the Cardinals. When either of you boys have a uh, St. Louis pitcher, TBD. Yeah, TBD for me TBD. as well. Uh, for Marlins, I TBD. see Alcantara, I believe. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Sandy Alcantara. Um, so yeah, we can't give much of a handicap. Uh, Moon, after you have anything you, you you wanted to tell us about this game without a St. Louis uh, pitcher. Uh, no, not much without the pitcher. I mean, we could briefly touch on Alcantara if we want. Um, you know, he's been, I think, okay so far this season. Um, he does have a 3.1 ERA so far. He did shut out the Phillies in his last start. Um, 
back on what April 14th, which was last week, six and a third inning, gave up two earned runs, five strikeouts in that span. Uh, he wasn't too bad against the Giants either. You know, uh, he got into a little bit of trouble in the late in that game, but five innings, he gave up two earned, run, uh, two earned runs in that game as well. So um, if he's at a plus price in this game, just depending on who the starter is, for the uh, Cardinals and maybe also looking at the under in his starts uh, as well. Uh, I think that's one way to attack it. But obviously, you know, we can't take away much without um, knowing who the starter is for uh, the Cardinals. We're quickly trying to see how he has done historically against the Cardinals. The crazy part for him is that he's had three starts in his career against the Cardinals. He's 0-3. But his ERA is 1.40 with 23 strikeouts oh, and three right. appearances. So uh, the run support obviously hasn't been there for him uh, against the Cardinals, but maybe under probably would be a play for me. Uh, Dylan, did you have any anything to tell us about this game? Yeah, yeah. just looking at the Cardinals uh, rotation, it may look like Mike McCollis, if that's how you pronounce it, he might be going for the Cardinals. So like Munaf said, if we're able to get the Marlins at a plus price, I'm going to be on them. I would actually make them the favorite, especially with Alcantara on the mound. He's gone five innings uh, or his, his opening start. He went six and a third, but he's given up a, a few hits, 10 hits and two starts, but only four runs. He's striking out nine batters as well. So I expect a low scoring match as well. So I, I, I probably would imagine I'd be on the Marlins here. I exactly the same. I wrote down Miami money line. Uh, that, that was my initial lean. Um, Sandy Alcantara had much more control last time out at home uh, against the Phillies. Uh, so with a home game here, um, I thought he could continue that, uh, pick up that thread. Bit of a dodgy first road start, which is fine. First start of the season. Um, he wouldn't be the only pitcher to do that. Uh, but I just thought he had so much more control last time. Um, but yeah, I, I wasn't sure. I thought maybe I took them. I think I took them tonight at plus, plus 100. And I thought there might be a similar price uh, depending on yeah. who goes for St. Louis. Uh, Coors Light um, are always a fun sponsor here on the MLB Gambling Podcast. Um, if you feel you need a little reset, we've just had a busy Easter weekend where I'm sure everyone's had a wonderful time with all your lovely families. Uh, but if you need a couple of a uh, couple of days now just to relax and chill out, um, get back into work, etc. You've got all your social issues and an expectation to be on 24-7. Uh, take a second to enjoy an ice-cold Coors Light because you deserve a beer that's made to chill. Uh, there's only one beer that's literally made to chill. That is Coors Light. Um, it's cold lagered, cold filtered and cold packaged. It's as crisp, as refreshing. It's the Colorado Rockies. Perfect for a moment to unwind. So when I need to take a second for myself, I reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart by going to CoorsLight.com slash SGP. That's CoorsLight.com SGP. And remember to always celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Next, we will go to the New York Yankees and the Detroit Tigers. Uh, It's 6.40 p.m. Eastern time. First pitch, Luis Severino. Uh, goes for the Yankees and Eduardo Rodriguez goes for the Detroit Tigers. The lines are uh, the lines are up there, not down here. They are New York at minus one fifty, two to one on uh, the Yankees. The Detroit Tigers at plus one thirty. Dogs. The over or under is a skinny looking seven. 
Uh, Dylan, with that number being so low, we'll let you lead off. What was the over-under total? That looks low to me. Yeah, I'm seeing seven and a half sub. So if you're able to get a seven, I would I would hit that over just on principle. Uh, we saw it right here with the first game in the Mets at being six and a half and the score is four, four. So I think we'll see some runs. I set my line at 8.3. Uh, this line is interesting because, again, I see a situation where I think I'm going to take the run and a half with the Tigers. I discussed it with Noah Munoff yesterday. Uh, I want I want nothing to do with the Yankees right now. And you're playing in Detroit. You have 13-mile-an-hour winds blowing in. So you might want to hold on with the over on there. But Yankees, I made them a minus-125 favorite. So – there's no value there for me. Severino, he's been decent to start the season. He got a, he got hit up a little against the Red Sox, but he'll be pitching for the first time on the road and not the best weather. And the Tigers have some bats. I like Austin Meadows. He's hitting 417. Could always count on Cabrera. He's hitting well. And Spencer Torkelson, he's coming alive. He didn't have the the best start to the season, but he's coming alive of late. So I think the Tigers could keep it close. So I'll take them uh, plus one and a half. Uh, Moonaf, what did you make of this? Yes, I think the one key advantage that the, uh, or at least the Tigers and the starting pitcher at Rodriguez is going to have is that he's very, very familiar with this Yankees lineup and this Yankees team, right? So I think that's going to play into his advantage because when he was with the Red Sox, he would face them, you know, last season, just kind of just looking at it in 2021, he faced them five different times and he only gave up, um, two or more earned runs in one of those starts uh, back on June 5th. Other than that, he's given up two, zero, one, and two against this Yankee lineup. And so far, like Dylan kind of mentioned, this Yankees uh, team has been struggling, but especially against left-handed pitching so far, they're only batting 206 against left-handed pitchers. Uh, they've only scored six runs um, again, sorry, five runs uh, against uh, left-handed pitching. So I think the advantage here is going to be with the Tigers. Um, I would probably lean towards the under. I like what I saw from Severino in his last start, especially if the wind is blowing in. I think that just kind of helps your over, especially at 13 miles per hour uh, or anything more than 10. I, I think that's an advantage for the under. So I would probably look at the under in this game and probably I agree with Dylan there that plus one and a half on the Tigers is probably what they're looking this game as well. Uh, for me, this was the toughest game to handicap. Um, on the entire card, just because everything was so tight. Uh, you see, you, you get an under, an over-under of seven or seven and a half. Now, I just instinctively balk at that. I, co I couldn't bring myself to take a seven, even though you boys are explaining why it should be down there. Um, Severino's had a really tough start in terms of matchups. He's, he's drawn the Blue Jays and the Red Sox, who both got uh, good hitting lineups. Um, Erod hasn't settled in uh, his two starts. He, he is zero and one. He's... Um, He's given up five earned runs uh, in 7.2 innings pitch. I wrote down uh, the Yankees on the money line, uh, but that was before I saw the prices. I didn't think they'd be minus 150. Uh, so I cannot in good faith give out a minus 150. Um, yeah, so at this point, I'm probably happy to duck it. It was This was too hard for me, boys. I'm, I can't dress it up any other way. Uh, no. This game was too hard for me to handicap. Um, and I think everyone's given all the reasons uh, why this this would give me a headache trying to handicap it. Uh, so I'll happily duck it. If you could find it under eight, um, maybe that would be the way. We've talked before about a really tight game that the um, the underdogs get in the run and a half. But even that's minus 135. So everywhere you look at it, there was just nothing that jumps off the page. So yeah, uh, I'll 
I'll, I'll swerve that one unless I can maybe find an aid somewhere. Uh, next is the D-backs and the Nationals, uh, five past seven Eastern time. Merrill Kelly goes for Arizona and Eric Feddy goes for Washington. Um, I don't think I've got any lines for this, boys. You might have to help me out here. Uh, uh, yeah, they, yeah, they just posted. Yeah, I see it. Uh, okay, I'll, yeah, go on then, see. Dylan, hit us. Oh, sorry, Moon. Uh, no, go ahead. Yeah, Moon off, you got it. Uh, yeah, over on Winbet, I see uh, Diamondbacks plus 115 and uh, the Washington Nationals minus 125. Uh, over under set at eight with uh, the juice on the over at minus 125. Nationals run line minus one and a half at plus 160. Okay, uh, you can give us a handicap then, Moon, if you've got it all under control. Yeah, uh, so for Merrill Kelly, uh, the starter for the Diamondbacks, he's been off to a great start here, uh, pitching-wise for uh, the Diamondbacks here. He hasn't allowed an earned run in the nine and third inning so far that he's uh, faced two pretty good offenses, we can say. He had the Padres in this first start, um, only gave up four hits in four innings. And then he had the Astros uh, last week, going five and a third inning, only allowed three hits there. So good stuff. But like, and what I'm seeing, at least from a statistical standpoint, from Merrill Kelly, he's also had six strikeouts in each start. He had seven against the Padres, six against the uh, Houston Astros. Like we mentioned, Eric Fetty is going to be the starter for the Washington Nationals. Um, he's been pretty decent as well. Gone five innings in both of his starts so far, two earned runs allowed in both games. Um, and also, he's had a pretty good course record against the uh, Diamondbacks as well in his three starts. Uh, last season, he pitched 12 innings against them combined in two starts, allowed only one earned run. Um, strikeouts, he had nine in one start, four in another start. And again, when you have two, I think, struggling offenses here, I kind of tend toward the unders here. I mean, you, people kind of look at these names and think that they aren't pitching well, but They've gone off to a pretty decent starts here for the uh, season. I know Merrill Kelly had a rough start against the Nationals last season. Um, uh, he gave up six earned runs in six innings. I would lean towards the Nationals in this game. Again, the bats are, are horrendous right now for the D-backs. They only scored one run today, again, I believe. Um, so if you're not going to be able to score runs, uh, you're not going to win very many ball games. And, you know, we that's kind of been the story of the Diamondbacks right now. So, I would probably lead Diamondbacks team total under, and I'll probably take a look at the Nationals on the money line. Excellent. Love it. Uh, Dylan, what do you think? Yeah, small lean on the D-backs here with Kelly on the mound. Like Munoff said, he hit everything on the head, what I was going to say. He has yet to give up a run in his first two starts. Uh, and against pretty good teams, Padres, Astros, good lineups. He has 13 strikeouts, but he is going to be on the road for the first time. And... Again, they just don't score runs. A guy, their best hitters in 213. Again, one run today. It's hard to back a pitcher. It's like the Mets the past couple of years. Whenever DeGrom's on the mound, the Mets can't score. So it's hard, even with the better pitcher on the mound, it's hard to trust the D-backs to get it done. So I would lean under as well. So if I, I would have to play the game, I would, I would play the under at 8. I set my line at 7.8, so... Small think, lean to the eight. Yeah, I think it might be moving towards eight and a half, especially with that juice at minus one twenty-five. So I think this, if you're gonna play the under on this game, uh, for our listeners, wait. I would probably wait till you see an eight and a half. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think any way you try to handicap this game, you just couldn't make a case um, for it going over. Even to get to eight, eight and a half, you, you, the Diamondbacks would have to contribute. Um, and I watched the first maybe six innings of the game earlier on. 
Um, yeah, the lineup looked horrible. Uh, it just sounded horrible. You, you saw the lineup card an hour before the game, and you just thought they're not going to score. Anyone. They scored 22 runs in 10 games. Um, yeah. So, yeah, to get in over, they're going to have to contribute. Um, and it's a shame because I think Merrill Kelly, I was expecting um, good things from him last season. Um, he was uh, horrible on the road. But he seems like a different pitcher this year. He seems to have settled down a little bit. Um, as Dylan pointed out, there were two decent opponents that he's held in Houston and San Diego. Eric Ferry, uh, consistent, I think, is the word you want to use with him. Uh, he's had pretty much two identical starts. Um, I came down on the same side, but maybe a, a different way of skinning this cat is the um, the first five under. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's the same bet. Um, it's the same bet, but a different way around that, that, that you boys have picked out. Um, I just can't see, I can't see uh, the, the D-back scoring any runs. The Nats have done okay. They've scored six again tonight. The, the Nats have put some runs up. They've scored 50 runs in their 12 games. Uh, so averaging sort of four and a bit. But um, I think they, they, they had one 10 in there. Um, a bit of a lucky 10 spot they put up. So yeah, the first five under for me uh, in quite an uninspiring matchup. Um, the next matchup is slightly more inspiring. Two good lineups, two dodgy pitches. Um, the Toronto Blue Jays and the Boston Red Sox. 7 uh, 10 um, first pitch. Jose Barrios goes for Toronto and Nick Pavetta goes for the Red Sox. The lines are. Let's have a look. I haven't got any lines for these either. Moving off, what you got? Uh, yeah, I just think they just posted a line here. Uh, I see the Dodgers are, sorry, Dodgers. The Toronto Blue Jays are favored, minus 135. Uh, Boston Red Sox come back on the plus 125 price on the money line. Over under set at nine and a half. Uh, Toronto Blue Jays at minus one and a half on the run line. It's plus 120. Uh, Red Sox plus one and a half at minus 140 for this game as far as your... Um, your uh, betting lines for this game. Um, I'll start right here with Barrios. Um, he hasn't gotten off to the greatest starts. You know, in his first start, he got um, tagged in that first inning against the Rangers. He only lasted a third of an inning. Uh, gave up four earned runs last game in New York in, New York, in uh, Yankee Stadium. He allowed three earned runs in five innings as well. Right now, he has ERA that is ballooned right now, 11.81. Uh, the whip is what I really look at. Um, he's at 2.63 right now for um, the Toronto Blue Jays. And again, the same story for the Red Sox starter. Nick Pavetta uh, hasn't gotten off to a great start either. He's allowed four earned runs in both of his starts. Two innings pitched in his last game against the Twins before he got pulled. First start against the Yankees. Same story there. Lasted a little bit longer, five and two-thirds, but did give up four earned runs. I think it was an Aaron Judge or staying home run that he gave up. Um, that really, you know, killed him in that game. So, Again, you have two offenses here um, that are fully capable of hitting the ball, both of these lineups, like you mentioned, Malcolm. Uh, depending on the weather, you know, if there is significant wind blowing in um, or whether there is wind at all, um, I do like the over in this game. Both of these guys are struggling. Um, that would be my play, again, for the – at least for a side, it's it's really a, a coin flip because I just don't know which starter is going to show up for either of these teams so far through their first two starts. Yeah, this is pretty much the exact opposite handicap of that D-backs national games where yeah. you couldn't see anybody scoring any runs. Um, this game, you can't see the pitchers holding down either of the two lineups. Um, the – Obviously, you can you can put a line through Berrios's first start. We'll forgive him that one. Um, 
And then I think I picked uh, Nick Pavetta uh, to, in his last start. So he's given up four earned runs in both of his starts. So I don't trust either. So at that point, uh, you're then looking for the best angle in. How can you take advantage of that? Um, the first five overs was an option. The outright over, as Moonaf just mentioned, is an option. But with a slight worry about the Boston bullpen, to me, doesn't look great either. Um, so I came down for, on the Blue Jays team total. I don't know if Dylan uh, might be able to give us a, a line on that. So I think it, the, the Blue Jays can be relied upon more. Um, the, the back of their bullpen's been holding it down a little bit. Uh, Jordan Romano, who Munaf picked as his saves leader. And I scoffed up slightly. Maybe Munaf was right because he's been okay so far. Uh, so um, with a dodgy starter in Pavetta and a slightly questionable bullpen, um, I was happy to take the Blue Jays team total, which is something a little bit different. Dylan, did you have any? Did you have a number on that before you give us your handicap? Yeah, if you're able to get a four and a half uh, for the Blue Jays team total, I would take that over. I was at a 4.7. So I, I do like the Blue Jays team total play. Uh, for me, I don't really like this game. Uh, you guys both touched on it. Both pitchers haven't been off to the best start of the year. I just don't know how you can make Barrios a minus 135. I'm seeing, I'm seeing even minus 140s out there favorite. Both teams have kind of been up and down. But since we're getting a good price, I got the run and a half with the Red Sox at minus 125. I'll take that because I do think the Bass could keep them in it. Devers, Bogarts, JD, even Verdugo, they've been swinging the bat really well. So I think if their bullpen doesn't shit the bed for better lack of terms, I think they could keep <laughs> it close. So I'll, I'll take a shot with the Red Sox on the plus one and a half. Okay. Uh, now we've got a new sponsor here. Uh, this is the first time I've read this because I'm a very unprofessional man, uh, but it's uh, it's got me quite excited. Um, Sleeper, which I use for, in fact, I think all of my fantasy leagues, maybe, uh, apart from my guillotine league here uh, in the DGENs only. Um, Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. It is, from personal experience, outstanding as well uh, for your fantasy football. Um, you probably already have a fantasy league on there. I, I use it for all of my it's a game-changing product. There's nothing else in the industry like it. And now you can make money on Sleeper by playing their new over-under game. It's super simple. First, in any sport, choose two or more players that you like and pick the over-under. For example, number of points in basketball or hits in baseball. Then choose the amount of money you want to enter into the contest. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money you put in. The main reason uh, I'm excited about the over-under and sleeper is that it's the only app where I can join my friends' contests and play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friends' picks with the tap of a button. Uh, it sounds like it's insanely fun to ride it out together. So stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now to play their over-under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money. Uh, we do have a promo code, as always. Uh, use the promo code SGPMLB. And Sleeper will match your deposit up to $100. So download Sleeper and use the promo code SGPMLB when you deposit. T's and C's apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. So that's new and that's exciting. I will be all over that the minute I get off this podcast. Uh, next, Tampa Bay Rays at the Chicago Cubs. Uh, Drew Rasmussen goes for Tampa Bay. Uh, Marcus Stroman goes for the Cubbies and the lines are 
I did have the lines for that last game after I made you do it, Moon. If I was just looking on the wrong day, you'll be unsurprised to hear. Uh, it's not like me to have technical difficulties. Um, I do only have um, money lines for this game, though. I've got Tampa Bay at minus one fifteen in Chicago at minus one hundred five. So, do you have a do you have an over under? Uh, for this game, let me see it real quick here. Um, I am looking at the right day. I do not see one for this game here. This is uh, Cubs but and Rays, right? This is where Dylan. This is where no, Dylan comes into his own because Dylan does this uh, for fun. Dylan, what's the number? You're probably on mute. Yep. Sorry about sorry about that. Um, I did set my yes. line at a ten at a ten point two. But you got it. They usually wait until the morning when they're playing at Wrigley to see yeah. who how the wind is going. So just keep that in mind though. Uh, but yeah, I did make it a 10.2 and I, my team runs raise at a five and the Cubs at a 5.2. So that's where I get my 10.2, but I actually made the Cubs the favorite uh, with Stroman on the mound. I don't trust Rasmussen at Wrigley winds are blowing 20 miles an hour inward. So you got it see how it shapes up in the morning or come game time. It's at a 7.40 p.m. So uh, the cap, as for the Cubs, they've been swinging the bat pretty well, too. So I think they could see a bounce back from Stroman at home. So I'll take a shot. The Rays haven't been playing the best baseball. So I'll, I'll go with the Cubs and Stroman here. Um, I like both these two pitches. The, again, two pitches for the second time this evening with pretty much identical uh, start lines are both 0-1-1, and one, uh, nine innings pitched, eight hits. Uh, we've got five earned runs from Rasmussen, six for Strowman. Um, Strowman pitched well at home. Um, his his bad start this year was a start at Rockies, which you can put a line through. We can forgive everyone uh, a dodgy start at Coors Field. Uh, I like Rasmussen as well. I think this could turn into a bit of a pitcher's duel, actually. Um, I know we don't have a, an overall under on the line, um, but if it's anywhere near competitive, um, I, th- I think this could be an under. Both bullpens, um, particularly the Rays, are solid. Uh, so I'd, I'd be looking at an under uh, if this was anywhere near maybe. Oh, I mean, you you put this up at a 10, did you say, Dylan? 10 point something? Yeah, 10.2. No, well, I'd be way under that. I'd be, I'd be happy to take maybe an under nine and a half. Uh, so yeah, but pitchers, Julia, for me, Moon. What do you think? Yeah, not much else to add on to what you guys just said here. Um, the one concern, or maybe not concern, but one thing to note, maybe for Marcus Stroman is um, he his last three starts or appearances against the uh, Tampa Bay Rays all have resulted in losses. Um, you know, he had. He gave up four earned runs, but this was all the way back in 2018 was with the Blue Jays. Last season with the Mets, um, he went six innings, gave up five earned runs against the uh, Tampa Bay Rays as a member of the New York Mets. So maybe some familiarity that the Rays do have with um, Marcus Stroman here, the starter. So, um, yeah, not much for me here. If I had to lean, I'd probably probably go with the Rays here. Okay, so... uh... A tentative Tampa Bay Rays vote for Muna. Uh, Minnesota Twins at the Kansas City Royals is an 8-10 Eastern first pitch. Chris Paddock goes for Minnesota and lefty Daniel Lynch uh, goes for Kansas City. Um, I have lines for this. It is minus 140 favourites are the Twins. 
Uh, Kansas City plus 120. An overall under of seven and a half. Uh, Moonaf, you can lead us off with this one. What did you think? Yeah, we've talked about uh, Chris Paddock a lot last season and just not a fan of him. I mean, his first start, I guess he was okay. I mean, it was against the Dodgers, which is a really good lineup. He did go four innings, gave up three earned runs, six hits in that span. Uh, did strike out three, uh, had a whip of 1.5 in his first start. Daniel Lynch, another guy where we were talking about in the uh, division previews, a guy that I just could not get behind. He had a rough outing against the uh, St. Louis Cardinals in St. Louis in his first start. Five innings, six earned runs he allowed. He gave up three home runs in that game to the Cardinals. Uh, did have seven strikeouts, but again, when you're giving up that many home runs and, and off of nine hits in just five innings, uh, you kind of have to sound the um, the alarm bells for me there. He has a left-handed pitcher, is uh, Daniel Lynn. So Minnesota looking at their uh, stats against left-handed pitching. Uh, they are batting two, let me see here, two, well, sorry, they are 195 against left-handed pitching, but they have scored 16 runs in six games against uh, left-handed pitching. I would probably lean towards the over in this game with these two pitchers on the mound. Again, wait for the in, uh, the weather report, uh, whether the wind is blowing in or out. That's a really big factor, especially in the month of April. Um, but I just can't get behind any of these pitchers. If I had to uh, lean in this game or be a play, it would probably be towards the over. Yeah, he's quite the uh, ugly one to handicap, Dylan. What did you make of it? Yeah, this is another game where I don't want any parts. Like Munaf said, two bad <laughs> pitchers. I did make the Twins a slight minus 116 favorite. I just can't lay minus 130 with them. The only guy hitting above the 230 is Gio Urshela. He's hitting 296, but I can't just trust this lineup. Buxton, he's out again. So if you I were how to play the game, I would take a shot with the Royals just because I trust their lineup a little more and their defense isn't half bad. So I, I agree as well with the over eight and a half. I set my line at 9.1. So dog or pass for me in this spot. Um, I'm going to take Minnesota. Uh, I didn't <laughs> think they'd be as short as minus 140. If you... Uh, if you're saying minus 116, Dylan, maybe there might be a line in between that. Um, this is very much partly because Minnesota were my friends yesterday. So uh, in my in my mind, they're, uh, they're, they've done positive things. Um, yeah, taking Chris Paddock on uh, at first glance might seem slightly bonkers. Um, but equally, Lynch um, gave up, what, six, hit, uh, six earned on nine hits last time yeah. out. Yeah. Um, Last he had five starts at home last season, uh, seven point one six ERA and a one point seven one whip. Um, that's not a tiny sample size. That's decent enough. Everything was in play in this. Um, the totals, the overs, the unders. Anybody could have won. Um, Kansas City have scored twenty five runs as well in their games uh, to date, so they're not scoring runs either. Um, so yeah, a little bit chalky. The minus one forty uh, has made me shiver a little bit. Uh, but it was a it was a Minnesota money line play for me. Next, we have two more games to handicap. This next one, three, is an absolute three. You beauty. missed the Mets one. Yeah, you missed the Mets and Giants. Oh, as discussed the other day, because it's at the top of my page, um, not in the time order. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Let's do that now. Then, okay, um, <laughs> yeah, it fits in time wise. Shut up, Moon. I've stopped laughing. Uh, that was a San mean. Francisco Giant. <laughs> that was that was Dylan, Dylan laughing at you. 
<laughs> All right. I just, you see, I just assume it's you. Dylan, you can shut up as well. Uh, San Francisco Giants at the New York Mets. Um, two teams going well, seven and two, seven and three, and currently tied at 4-4, uh, I think, yeah. uh, towards the end of the first uh, the first game in their double header. Uh, Carlos Rodon, uh, lefty, who's in great form, goes for the Giants. Uh, Chris Bassett, righty in great form for the New York Mets. Uh, really interesting game, this. Now, my lines could be anywhere on my page here. Now, I've got everything out of sequence. Uh, um, probably not a lineup for this yet. Yeah, it just posted. It's a pick them both at minus 105, yeah. over under at six and a half. Okay. Okay, so yeah, not much in between them. Um, yeah, like I said, I've faded Road on last time out uh, at Cleveland, I think he was, because he'd had two ropey starts uh, last season um, at at the Guardians. Um, so yeah, I won't be making that mistake again. He pitched 12 innings so far. Uh, 21 strikeouts in those 12 innings, which is a big number. Uh, so strikeout stats might be in play. Um, giving up just two runs and five hits. Uh, Chris Bassett's been outstanding as well. He's two and zero. Um, 12 innings, five hits, just one earned run. Again, identical for the third time this evening, pretty much identical lines uh, between the two pitchers. Um, I think Rodon is more legit than Bassett uh, for the rest of the season. Uh, yeah, tight one. But uh, Giants money line. I think uh, I think Rodon is an outstanding pitcher. If it's a pick him, um, the uh, yeah, I'll, I'll take I'll take the Giants on the money line. Uh, Moonaf, what do you think? Yeah, like you said, I mean these are two outstanding pitchers on the mound here. Chris Bassett's absolutely off to a fantastic start so far. Um, I was trying to find some Cy Young odds on him right now, but obviously since the games have started, they've pulled those numbers, but. Um, you know, he could be a sneaky Cy Young candidate uh, in the National League, especially with, uh, in that rotation with DeGrom out for we don't know how much longer. And also, you know, Max Scherzer has been OK for them. So um, but yeah, I mean, I think you kind of just have to kind of close your eyes and just take the under in this game. I mean, these guys have got at least for the first five, maybe. And, and you know, they, they've been outstanding. Like you mentioned, I'm not going to repeat the numbers again. Um, the New York Mets against left handed pitching. Have been they've been okay. They've scored twelve runs. Uh, had two home runs off of left-handed pitching. They're batting two thirty-five uh, against left-handed pitching. Um, Chris Bassett, like you said, he's been well. I just don't know where to go with this. Uh, the only maybe advantage is that Chris Bassett has seen the Mets uh, at least once uh, back in twenty 2020 twenty and twenty nineteen, where he was really good against them. Uh, twelve in uh, twelve in I think two thirds innings pitched. He only gave up two earned runs in those starts, so um, I would probably lead that way with the uh, with Chris Bassett on the mound for the Mets here. Okay, so we've got one vote for the Giants, one vote for the Mets. Uh, Dylan, can you split the tie? Yeah, um, I do like the first five underplay moon. I've just said, especially with these two on the mound, but. Both teams, like you mentioned, Malcolm, are in, going in the right direction. But I got to decide with Munaf and take my Mets at. I got it at even money at plus 100. So I did make them a slight favorite as well. Bassett has been on a roll to start his uh, season. Two starts, going six innings and both times out. Only giving up one run, five hits. He's kept those walks down as well. And I'm glad you, met, you mentioned it in the Slack channel, Munaf, about Cy Young. And I'm glad because... 
I think he might be, it might be a reach, but I think he might be the best national league pitcher right now. So yeah. I, I can't wait to see what he, he does. It's going to be very interesting to see how he does against a better lineup in the giants. So I, I just got it back. I got to keep backing him until I see some regression with him. So I'll be glad to take the Mets at home. Uh, Chris Bass is not the best pitcher in this game, let alone in the league. Uh, but, you know, each day alone. I disagree. Um, <laughs> so enough. when he does win uh, side we young, we're going to rub that ticket in your face. <laughs> yes, you can uh, You can buy me some uh, some tech lessons with your winnings, something like that. Um, <laughs> speaking of which, Moonaf, did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right. Without added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP and other prying eyes, which is why we at the SGP use IP Vanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IP Vanish helps us safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of our data, which means that our private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, crucial, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IP Vanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IP Vanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed. Your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. Uh, whether I'm a tool more in public, I don't go online anymore without using IP Vanish. IP Vanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's just like getting nine months for free. IP Vanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. Go to ipvanish.com slash SGP. Use promotional code SGP and claim your 70% savings. ipvanish.com slash SGP. And now we have two games left. Um, the reason I wanted to get to this game is because I'm excited about it. The Baltimore Orioles at the Oakland Athletics, a matchup for the ages. Uh, it is Jordan Lyles on the hill for Baltimore and Dalton Jeffries goes for Oakland. Uh, we have lines of Baltimore, a plus 100, even money. Uh, slight favourites are the A's at minus 120. The overall under is at seven and a half. Uh, Dylan, you can lead us off with this classic. Yeah, I didn't see lines, but right before we started, you told me that the A's were a minus 120. I'll happily take the A's here on the money line. I made them a little more of a favorite of a minus 140. So even at a minus 130, I'm seeing over at Wimbet. I'll ride with them. Jeffers, in his two starts, he's only given up two runs. Uh, I think he'll have success. He is getting his first start at home. But the Orioles, they, they managed to play some close games. So I don't trust them on the run line. Uh, I set my total at 8.7. So at an 8, I would look over. But the trends don't back me up with the Orioles because the, the last 10 games, they're 9-0-1. So want to stay away from the total. I'll side with the better team. I'll, I'll take the A's on the money line. Uh, Munaf? Yeah, I, I just don't trust Jordan Lyles. I mean, you don't know which pitcher you're going to get from him on a on you know on his starts. You know, one day he can be looking like a really good pitcher, like he did against the Yankees, 
And then his opening day start against Tampa, he gave up five earned runs against them. And he kind of go back to last season when he was with the uh, Texas Rangers against the A's. He had two starts, uh, sorry, three starts last season. He gave up five earned runs and six innings, six earned runs and five innings, and then two earned runs and six innings. So um, I know there's a different lineup for the Oakland A's right now, you know, since they traded most of their guys, but the batting has not really fallen off for them. I mean, they're, they're still tops in league and run scored, which is shocking to me, but I got to go with the A's here. I just don't trust. Um, I just don't trust Jordan Lyles. And I, I think that, you know, this is a, a good spot for them at a cheap price. I think this number is just going to continue to increase uh, for the Oakland Hayes here against the Baltimore Orioles. Yeah, absolutely. Jordan Lyles um, was good last time out, but on the road last year, uh, four and nine, 5.56 ERA, which tells you what you need to know. Uh, Jeffrey's had a, a, a tough start in terms of opponents at Philly, at Toronto. Uh, so back at home, um, but I'm going to keep riding. We've I've got a stat to ride here, boys. I'm going to I'm going to ride it out, which is that Oakland haven't won a one run game yet. Um, so I took them as my dog on Sunday night uh, to on the run line in the duly obliged five to one. Uh, so if they're going to win, they're going to win by more than one. So uh, let's take a fancy price. Um, the plus one point five is plus one seventy five. Uh, so yeah, if we found we found a winning formula, uh, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Uh, so I'll take Auckland on the run line at plus one seventy five. Uh, last up is the Texas Rangers at the Seattle Mariners, which is a nine forty Eastern first pitch. Uh, Dane Dunning goes for Texas. Logan Gilbert goes for Seattle. Uh, Texas are plus one ten. Seattle minus one thirty. The overall under is. 8.5. Um, I will crack on with this. Uh, Dunning has pitched 8.2 innings. He's given up 11 hits, five earned runs, walked for 11 strikeouts. Um, Gilbert is 1 and 0, pitched uh, 10 innings, seven hits, one earned run just, uh, and only one walk, which is an interesting metric. So he's got a little bit of control uh, with 11 Ks. Um, I think this is about time Dunning got lit up. And I think Seattle are just the team to do it. Um, I like Gilbert. He was good last season. Uh, he is on the improve. Um, I like the control that he's displaying. Um, and uh, yeah, I think Dunning's going to get a bit of tap tomorrow. Um, this is another run line for me. Um, it's Seattle minus one and a half and another uh, fancy price plus 155. So I'm going back to back run lines here to close out the pod. Uh, Auckland followed up by Seattle. Dylan, what did you think? Yeah, you're going to hear this uh, a lot throughout the season. Mariners money line. If you want the plus price, tail Malcolm, take him on the run line. Logan Gilbert, he's on the mound. He's been a beast his first two starts. Ten innings pitch, one run, only one walk. Now he is getting his first start at home. I think he'll be pumped. He'll be ready to go. The Rangers, they've only won one of their last five games. They got some guys who can hit the ball, uh, but once the bullpen comes in, I think it's over. Mariners have a top five. Bullpen. I think we're getting a discounted price on the better pitcher and the better team. I'll take the manners on the money line and I'll also take them on the run line with you. Nice. Uh, Moon, I finish off this uh, display of handicapping from the boys. What have you got? Yeah, 100% agree with you guys here. I mean, I'm not putting my money on Dan Dunning here. I mean, he's been atrocious on the road. I, mean, I think that's the simple way to put it. Going back to last season, 0-7 oh, on the road, uh, 6.39 ERA in this season, like you mentioned, in his uh, one start on the road this season. 
He got lit up against, we're well, not lit up, but he gave up three earned runs in five uh, innings against the Toronto Blue Jays. And uh, what Dylan said about Logan Gilbert on, on, especially, I think it's telling for me is that especially on the road, when he went up against two pretty good offenses in the White Sox, and like we, we throw the Med, sorry, the uh, Minnesota Twins into that conversation as well with Buxton, he only uh, gave up one uh, earned run against the Twins and then zero earned runs against the Chicago White Sox. So I know he did allow one yeah. run, but it wasn't earned. Um, and I think that's really telling to me. Now he gets to come back home, uh, pitch his uh, uh, season opening or season home opener uh, for himself, at least in front of that crowd. I think like Dylan said, he's going to be amped. Uh, I agree with the money line here. I agree with the, um, uh, um, the run line as well with you, Malcolm. I'll probably take a look at Seattle's first five team total to go over and probably full game here as well. Okay. Love it. Uh, all on the same page, which is, Either uh, filter with confidence or is abjectly terrifying, one or the other. Uh, lock and dog time, Moonaf. What have you got? Oh, okay. Um, let's see here. Um, for my lock, uh, I think I just got to go with the game we just discussed here. Let's go with the Mariners' uh, money line with Logan Gilbert on the mound, mound against Dane Dunning. Uh, for all the reasons we just mentioned, I don't need to repeat it again. And then for my dog, I'm going to go with the San Diego Padres run line at plus 120 against the Reds. This Red team is just atrocious. Um, the pitching, I think they have the pitching advantage to the Mariners. and Sorry, the Mariners. The uh, Padres in this game against the Cincinnati Reds. I'm not a believer in Valimir Gutierrez yet until I see it from him. Uh, maybe then I'll consider backing him. But his history against the Padres has not been great either. So I'll take the uh, Padres run line minus one and a half as my dog and then my lock the Mariners money line. Excellent. Uh, Dylan, what did you alight upon for us? I hate to do it, but I'm also doing the Mariners on the money line as my lock of the night. Like we mentioned, uh, you can't put your hard-earned money on Dane Dunning. You just you're 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 asking to light your money on fire, in my opinion. So, gotta fade him. And for my dog, I was going between taking either the Braves, but I think I'm gonna take the Rockies at home at a plus price here. I think with uh, Marquez on the mound, I I think he he doesn't get the respect he deserves at home. So I I'm gonna continue to ride with the Rockies on the money line. So I'll take the plus price with them. Uh, Moonaf very professionally is inputting these uh, into our spreadsheet as we speak. I got the spreadsheet up, uh, just to have a little look what was going on. And there's Moonaf beavering away. We see you, Moonaf. What a guy. Um, I had, um, first of all, my luck was fairly straightforward. Um, it was the Brewers run line against the uh, Pirates, which was the very first game uh, that we handicapped. It's Brandon Woodruff against Mitch Keller. I mean, I don't need really to, to elaborate on that. Uh, so, yeah, minus 125 for the Brewers on the run line. Um, I've got three dogs written down here, boys. Uh, so you know whichever one I'm going to pick is going to be the one out of the three that doesn't hit. Um, I've got the Braves at plus 130. And then I've got my two run line picks at the end. Um, listen, I'm going to have to ride these Oakland Athletics until something goes wrong. So... Um, as much as I want the Braves and Seattle, uh, I'll take Oakland at plus 175 minus a run and a half against the Baltimore Orioles. Uh, and there they go. They have been inputted by Moonaf. Uh, Dylan, 
uh, before we close this out. Is there anything else you need to tell the people about uh, what's going on in MLB? Oh, uh, we got a bunch of games tonight. Mets right now tied 4-4 in the bottom of the ninth. Hopefully I could start my day with the win. Uh, but yeah, you guys can find me on Twitter at Rock24 with two Ks. And make sure you guys follow our MLB Gambling Podcast Twitter page at MLB SGPN. Noah's doing a great job. Oh, it really, really is. Yeah, uh, what a guy. Uh, Munaf, have the Utah Jazz won the basketball yet? <laughs> they won game one. They lost game two. So the joke's on. Oh, you did right they? Now. When did that yeah. happen? Last night. Oh, yeah. Sorry. God damn it. I missed all of that. Yeah. They lost game two oh, last dear. night. And I think Luca should be back for Dallas either in games three or four. So um, gladly taking your free money away from the, <laughs> from the bosses. <laughs> Um, yeah, I no, did notice out of all the people <laughs> in that, there's only it's only eight teams in the playoffs. Uh, it's eight on each side. Oh, so okay. West has eight, um, and then East has eight. Everybody who'd entered that contest, I was the only person uh, who had the jazz to win it outright. Who came, <laughs> I think every other every other team was represented more than once, uh, but I was the only person who picked the jazz. I went back and looked. I was looking at who picked what. And I saw Utah Jazz. And I was like, there's only one person that can probably pick this right now. <laughs> it was for you. <laughs> uh, yeah, Munaf, yeah. I haven't got... Go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to ask, when are we going to get one of those uh, Twitter graphics like the NBA Gambling Podcast has? I, I am working on it. I am working on it okay. to get that up for us so we can put out our lock and dog every single day. Um and share the picks with our, our followers. So yeah, definitely keep in, uh, uh, give me a couple more days. I'm working with, uh, uh, Jake, uh, to get that out. Um, I know he's busy with some other stuff for SGPN, but, uh, hopefully we can get that out there. Uh, if people don't get time to get to our picks, but yeah, that's going to be a, a fun little add to our Twitter. Excellent. And, uh, just, just to pad this, I recorded the first episode of the Zed run gambling podcast with, uh, Scott Bowser and the Wolf of Oakland. And to all, I've never been so out of my depth. Uh, but yeah, it was fun. Um, and if you don't know Scott uh, or Chase, they are two very funny men. So we're, we're going on an adventure on the Zedron Gambling podcast. Um, so yeah, really looking forward. It, um, I wish I could tell you more, but I understand about 10% of the words that everyone says, uh, which is why they've got me on there. Uh, so looking forward to that. As always, um, sgpn.com. Uh, sportsgamblingpodcast.com and the SGP and app everything you need to know the USFL boys are absolutely loving it over there as well uh, so get involved uh, is what we're trying to get it uh, thank you uh, Moonaf thank you Dylan for joining us tonight uh, some combination um, of the gang will be here tomorrow to take us through Thursday games enjoy the rest of the baseball this evening everybody, everybody. good luck with your bets uh, and we'll see you down the road cheers cheers